This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. At five minutes after five o'clock on a soggy start to Wednesday morning. It is the 13th day of March. Glad you're along with us. I'm Pam Yonke. Yeah, so it's pretty damp all across our listening area this morning, and it looks like it's probably going to stay that way. Daytime highs today around 51 degrees with a 50-50 chance of rain and isolated thunderstorms through the day today. For tomorrow, we'll bounce up to 61 degrees, if you can believe it. More rain in the forecast and obviously some flooding, really a part of our conversation now. By Friday, though, we cool off. Cloudy skies on Friday, 37 are expected high. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has weather details coming up. And we visit with a Pittsville area dairy farmer and soybean grower who in a few short weeks is going to be on his way to Morocco on behalf of Wisconsin soybean growers. Tell you that story before six. At Compere Financial, we understand how challenging farming and this way of life can be. And we know you can't predict what the upcoming growing season will bring. So while there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, preparing for everything is even better. That's why so many farmers look to us to help manage their risk and protect their investment with crop insurance coverage. Contact your local Compeer Financial Crop Insurance Specialist before the March 15th sign-up deadline or visit us at Compeer.com. Compeer Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. Now, the easy and fastest way to order ag parts is with Sloan Express, America's ag parts supplier. Simply put, Sloan Express is a lower price alternative to original manufacturer parts. And now, free shipping on orders over $195 right to your front door. Plus, we offer free shipping to 20 Sloan locations. Enter code WISCONSIN10 at checkout and save 10%. Get your free catalog online at sloanex.com or call today. Well, there are plenty of dairy farmers that are waiting and wondering what is going to be the outcome of our dairy task force. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I guess the good news, Bob, Governor Tony Evers has said that he is going to continue to support the efforts of that task force that uh, began its work last year. And hopefully, Pam, they will get a lot done. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Had a chance the other day to talk to Mark Stevenson, who is the chair of that dairy task force. He was up in this part of the state talking to dairy farmers about the task force and also about what's going on with dairy markets in 2019, which he said he was hopeful things will be better for the dairy farmers. But coming up on Friday, the task force will meet 
and they've got a lot to get done. He told me they've got about 50 different issues that they are going to deal with and what should be a very busy Friday for the task force in Sheboygan. We do have a lot to get done, Bob. We uh, are going to have not quite but close to 50 recommendations. And if you just kind of divide the um, time up, you know, across that many, we're going to have to make sure that people stay on pace. What are these 50 breaking down to? Well, I'm going to uh, be a little bit vague about that because we are still pushing the last of those through the uh, subcommittees right now. Um, you know, but they're covering everything from um, concerns about and ideas about keeping rural communities vitalized to markets and market improvements, uh, expanding the possibilities of exports from uh, Wisconsin cheese manufacturers, just a host of things. So it's really covering the waterfront. Mark, is there any talk about dairy policy? We even see, you know, groups like even the, the Farm Bureau is at least looking at production controls or supply management of some kind. But is this task force looking at that in any way, shape, or form? They are. They're looking at a variety of policy options that could be recommended. We recognize that, you know, you have a limited ability to have impact when you're um, just working from a state level uh, platform. Uh, those are the kind of things that have to be implemented nationally for them to have impact. But if you lend voice, then you can at least say that uh, we, the number two dairy state, are supportive of, of these kinds of um, ideas. You know, we'll have some recommendations, I think, that will be coming out uh, that would look at uh, the possibility of at least having people be thoughtful about expansion and, and milk production. And Mark, you've been so involved in national dairy policy, putting together all kinds of things that we have nationally. Can we at the state level, can the industry itself do something without something passing through Congress? I, mean, I don't think supply management would ever pass through the Congress, but on an industry-led basis, can it get done through the cooperatives or privates getting together, the small dairymen and the large dairymen getting together, if you can figure out a way to do that? Well, I, I agree with your assessment that I don't think that Congress will do anything unless the dairy industry can come to them and sort of speak with one voice. I mean, Congress has always told us that. You know, this is complex. Um, we don't fully understand it, but if you can come and tell us what you want, you know, we would provide that. Um, and I don't think we'll ever come with one voice. Um, however, uh, I do think that, you know, we will find some means of better coordinating the supply chain. That doesn't mean shutting off the tap. That means um, being thoughtful about when we need milk and how much we need. Um, it doesn't mean that uh, any one person uh, would be stopped or one group would be stopped from producing milk at all. Um, it, it is really just much better about uh, coordinating a supply chain. And we do see some of that happening already. I mean, cooperatives, as a good example, uh, do have programs in place that can be invoked when market conditions warrant that, that would just say, um, you've got to slow down. A lot of people, when they look at, they always look at the Canadian system. From your point of view, can that work? Can it be accepted in this country? Or are there other things that we can look at? And you mentioned a few already. 
Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, we certainly are aware of the Canadian system. Can it work? Yes. I mean, Canada's made it work. Although, um, you know, I think they're seeing some stress and fracture in that kind of system now, pressures from the outside that are, are causing them problems. Um, will it be implemented here? I'm very doubtful uh, that we would go that far. That's a pretty heavy hand in a marketplace. Um, are there some other ideas that get you part way there, perhaps? Um, and, you know, once again, I think that uh, we will find ways and means of, of having a coordinated, a better coordinated market system than we have now. I mean, just for example, um, we do see that farmers that are looking at um, construction loans, you know, to begin to pour concrete at this point in time, may find that their banker is going to say, I need a letter indicating that you've got a market for the um, additional milk that you'd be producing. So there's concern about whether or not the milk would be accepted. That is a form of control in a marketplace. So uh, it's just better understanding. We, we probably have run through the time when we can have the luxury of just making as much as we want to and expect that it's going to be taken. Of course, the governor's Dairy Task Force 2.0 put together because of the depression-like prices that dairy farmers are, are seeing. As far as what you're seeing now, moving into 2019, a, a USDA report came out saying they expect dairy income for farmers to be up about 8% this year. Is that what your crystal ball looks like? or what? And what are the factors that go into that? Well, there are a lot of factors going into that. Um, one is um, what we expect in the way of continued demand for dairy products. Part of that's domestic. In fact, a big part of it. You know, it's it's uh, more than 20, um, 80% of our production that's consumed domestically. Um, and we're expecting that domestic demand stays strong. Export demand, however, is the one thing that's a bit more of a question mark. And I think we do see some uh, changes there. A good example is the um, auction that's conducted by um, New Zealand for dairy products bi-weekly and I think it's seven maybe it's eight in a row now that have been almost up across the board so we're starting to see worldwide that there's some optimism in, in prices for dairy products and that will trickle back down to us as well so uh, we should expect some opportunities to sell more dairy products through exports. From Mark Stevenson, director of the Center for Dairy Profitability, also the man in charge of the Dairy Task Force 2.0. Again, they'll meet on Friday in Sheboygan. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I don't know about you, but I don't have the time or the energy to drive all over town trying to find a good deal when it comes to my ride. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here from my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie. I've told you this story before, how they hooked me up with my Suburban. I didn't have a lot of time. I had to get a new ride fast. So what I did was give them a list of everything I wanted included in my ride, and bam, they got it. Plus, the best price guaranteed. Uh Uh-huh. They're so confident they can beat any other dealer's price on the same vehicles, they'll pay you $500 cash if they can't. So why waste all the time and energy driving all over town when you can just drive in to Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street Sun Prairie and get the best price guaranteed? A great vehicle, no buyer's remorse. Now that's the kind of relationship I can live with. Check out their entire inventory online, ZimbrickChevrolet.com, or like I said, stop in and tell them the farm babe sent you. 
Now, the easy and fastest way to order ag parts is with Sloan Express, America's ag parts supplier. Simply put, Sloan Express is a lower price alternative to original manufacturer parts. And now, free shipping on orders over $195 right to your front door. Plus, we offer free shipping to 20 Sloan locations. Enter code WISCONSIN10 at checkout and save 10%. Get your free catalog online at SloanEx.com or call today. Are you suffering from an outbreak of sour personality? Do you have a sullen mood and inflamed temper? Johnny's Lounge in Beaver Dam is the remedy you've been looking for. Johnny's has been scientifically proven to help people smash through their work week. Customers report a 72% increase in pizzazz after visiting Johnny's. Adjust your attitude at Johnny's Lounge in Beaver Dam. Visit for the food and fun. Leave with a sizable smile and a bulging belt line. What she lacks in classical dance training, she makes up for in loud. It's the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All right, 517 now on a Wednesday morning in time to talk about weather. This morning we're starting off with precipitation. It is not lumpy. It is not uh, going to cause roof collapse, I don't think. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. I did uh, get a call first of the season. Good morning to my friend Dell, North Fond Lake. He said three quarters of an inch of rain. Uh, before we get to the rain uh, tallies, those two, for a lot of folks in Wisconsin, they may exhibit at the Minnesota State Fair last night, the cattle barn at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, the southeast corner collapsed. Now, that's a building that's almost 100 years old, about 1,100 square feet. They had trailers and some other ferry equipment in the building at the time. I think it's only the southeast corner. They said all the other buildings on the fairgrounds were good. But it does go to show you can do all the planning, all the hoping, all the prepping. If Mother Nature is going to get you, she's going to get you. Yeah, she's going to do what, what she's going to do, and all the power of man can't stop it. Mm-hmm, exactly. But this morning, it's the power of our rain gauges. Three-quarters of an inch for Dell in North Fond Lac, you said, kind of on the heavy side for the state so far, huh? A little bit on the heavy side, yeah. I did just see two rivers come in at six-tenths of an inch. Lacrosse, 66 one-hundredths. My backyard here south of Fond du Lac, a third of an inch, 33 one-hundredths. Madison kind of on the low end, 19 hundredths of an inch so far. But that's all going to change today. Those rain gauges will start filling up, and, and those that are monitoring will let us know what's happening. Low pressure is out in Colorado. There's a warm front that's extended northeast from that flow, and that's why rain built up through the state last night. Showers this morning, sprinkly rain. Madison to, La Croix, or Madison to Fond du Lac and Oshkosh and further east, southeast part of the state. Uh, Milwaukee, Racine, Kenosha really getting rain this morning, but there'll be more activity to build on through. We're not done. In fact, I expect this low out of Colorado. Initially, I thought it might only head towards southern Iowa. Really looks like now it could actually head to about western Iowa by late today and by late tomorrow be up around the central parts of the UP, heading right up through north-central or even northeast Wisconsin. That means more moisture for us here in the state, more rainfall going to be made out of this. The big deal is all of the states, southern right up through central parts of Wisconsin, under the flood watch. It kicks in at 7 a.m. this morning and lasts until 7 a.m. Friday but with rain, mild temperatures, melting snow, there's going to be a lot of water running every different direction. And man can do what he wants, trying to keep things out of buildings and, and get driveways drained off and things like that. But it's going to be very wet 
over the next several days. Showers, thunderstorms with the melting snow, that foggy haziness hanging on. We are going to have a real kind of dreary couple of days that rains around today, tomorrow. It starts to taper off Thursday night on toward Friday. That's when it may change to a little snow almost anywhere. Nothing that's really going to accumulate those new flakes to fly. But those temperatures will finally cool a bit as we head toward Friday. In fact, Friday, just a little bit cooler than normal. Then we turn it around slowly in the weekend and get back to normal and even a little bit above as we start toward early next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Now, the easy and fastest way to order ag parts is with Sloan Express, America's ag parts supplier. Simply put, Sloan Express is a lower price alternative to original manufacturer parts. And now, free shipping on orders over $195 right to your front door. Plus, we offer free shipping to 20 Sloan locations. Enter code WISCONSIN10 at checkout and save 10%. Get your free catalog online at SloanEX.com or call today. You know, these folks don't have capes or superpowers, but they are heroes. They are Wisconsin organ donors. I'm Pam Yonke. By becoming a donor, it's not just that you become a hero. It's your legacy. It's the lives you touch. Al Reich from Barneveld lost his wife in 2001. Her organ donations touched more than 50 lives, including a young father in Kentucky. Well, lo and behold, her kidney... The doctor said he'd never seen a match like that. It matched every single way, 100%. And uh, he had three little kids, and my oldest daughter said, you know, you know, she was 40 at the time, so it was tough for her to lose her mother, but it would be really hard knowing that you were only eight years old. Al Wright from Barneveld. You, too, can be a hero and leave a legacy that touches lives. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. Come see us at this year's WPS Farm Show, booth A3503. All righty, Stu, Farm Show on the horizon. That's a sign of spring. So is all this wetness that we've got coming in around the state. Yeah, and the plans I've got today with the skid loader to try and get it from running into the garages <laughs> yeah. and buildings and away. Yep. But, uh, yeah, the, the flood watch in effect, 7 a.m. today until 7 a.m. Friday. Today we expect clouds and fog and drizzle, showers off in the southeast this morning, and then redeveloping. All of us getting more of a shower here toward the afternoon. Upper 40s, just about 50. South winds, about 5 to 10. Overnight, cloudy skies with fog, showers, possibly a thunderstorm. That could mean some low localized heavy rain nighttime lows in the lower to mid 40s with the southeast winds a bit stronger 8 to 18 gusting to 30 clouds and fog showers possible thunderstorms into thursday a mild day indeed into the upper 50s maybe a 60 at madison and still breezy south winds 10 to 20 gusting near 35 Thursday night, there may be a couple of snowflakes mixing in with light rain, a little light rain or snow into Friday, cloudy skies, and a cooler day Friday. 
mid and upper 30s then as winds become northwest and still they'll be at about 8 to 18 gusting up toward 30 or so so kind of breezy thursday and friday pan but we get that cooling then for friday and temperatures more like normal by the weekend are we going to warm up next week again We'll get back to that normal or a little bit above. Low 40s are normal right now, so, you know, normal sound pretty good. Yeah, they do. They do. All right, buddy, thanks. Keep that rain gauge going, too. Yeah, you too. See you uh-huh. later. Yep. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist with weather details. Lacrosse, you're starting off with uh, cloudy skies right now, 37 degrees. Mauston, you've got clouds. You're at 37 degrees. Madison, or actually, Fond du Lac, you've got clouds. You're at 36. Oshkosh, cloudy and 36. Madison, cloudy and 37 degrees. And thank you again to Dell for those rainfall reports. You can always either call them in or you can also send me your rainfall reports. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The hardest working people in America deserve the hardest working products. Blaine's Farm and Fleet has the hard working automotive and hardware parts and supplies you need to keep your job moving along. Get 15% off all Hillman Steelworks and Shapes. Be prepared for any job with a 26 piece performance tool screwdriver set comes with slotted phillips and star heads and a freestanding storage rack it's $16.99 pick up an m18 fuel high torque half inch impact wrench kit it's $349 after $100 bundle savings when you buy a qualifying accessory and get a dewalt adjustable height shop stool with casters it's $74.99 also at blaine's farm and fleet this week check out this great doorbuster deal Get a Milwaukee M18 Fuel Half-Inch Hammer Drill Impact Combo Kit for just $2.99 after $100 bundle savings when you buy a qualifying accessory. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Attorney John Rihala with Clifford and Rihala talks about something an injury victim should never do. We often get calls from people who have been injured in a car or motorcycle accident. And even before the person has a chance to realize the full extent of their injuries, an insurance company or another lawyer, someone who should know better, tries to get that person to settle too quickly. That's a bad idea. A rushed settlement right after an accident almost always leads to an unfair result and far less compensation than the injured person deserves. We do things differently. When you hire Clifford and Rihala, we'll work very hard to recover all of your claim. We don't cut corners. We invest all the time and effort your case deserves to achieve nothing less than your maximum settlement. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys, fighting for you, for justice. MyJustice.com. Don Cool was standing in line at a convenience store when he saw an elderly man fumbling in his wallet and digging through his pockets. Embarrassed, the man chose to return a box of corn checks to the cereal aisle. Just then, a young man holding two six-packs of Bud Light reached down and scooped up a $5 bill off the floor. He told the old man he saw it fall out of his wallet. The man completed his purchase and left the store. That's when Don saw the young man return one of his six-packs to the cooler. I wish I had been there with Don that day. Why? I would have asked that young man if he'd like to work at Kessler's. But wouldn't he need to know about diamonds? We can give him diamond knowledge. But you don't even know anything about him. I know that he cares about people, and I know that he has character. And those are the main things you look for in your sales associates. Those are the only things we look for. Welcome to Kessler's. 
Find the Kessler's Diamonds nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. children were born, it was really hard for me to feel confident and get back to how I was used to looking. So I started looking into breast augmentation and I found out about the ideal implant. And that got me pretty excited because it was a natural look that I was going for without the risks of silent rupture. One of the things that really interested me about Dr. Bartel's practice was that he does specialize in body recontouring, rejuvenation, and specifically he had a lot of good things to say about the ideal implant. I never wanted to look like a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model or Victoria's Secret model. I just wanted to look like me again. It was just really wonderful that I had this opportunity available to me to restore my self-confidence as well as enjoying the joys of being a mom. Dr. Thomas Bartell specializes exclusively in body recontouring procedures and is an ideal implant premier surgeon. For more information, go to drbartell.com. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. Or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental Toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. You know, it's it's been a uh, a week or so. You know, we're we're talking about the the Packers signings today, uh, stealing the news. But uh, you know, now that you've had some time to to think about, you know, the the Bledsoe re-signing and and bringing in Gasol, your takeaway on those moves, and again, the Bledsoe deal, stunning that it happened, double stunning that it happened during the season, triple stunning the the amount of a discount they got him on. Uh, how surprised are you at that move? I was a little shocked because I thought that Bledsoe was going to go into the off season and take a look around the market because I thought he could get more on the open market at than four years, 70 million. I thought he can get up to, you know, 80, maybe even 90 million because you look at the teams around the league that you need to spend money. I mean, they have a quota to hit and there's teams that have a lot of cap room that will overpay for players and Bledsoe, uh, you know, he's still young. He's still talented. He's in the prime of his career. And he's a guy that you look at, okay, he's, Average 22 points per game with Phoenix. He can score the ball and uh, bounce back season he's having this year in a contract year. You know, teams tend to overpay it at some point. So it was a great signing by John Horst to get him at that price. Uh, it was just four years, 70 million. He's been such a huge part to the team this year, kind of taking a step back. He's averaging less shots this season than he did last year, but he's having career numbers in field goal percentage 49%. That's the best he shot his entire career. And the one thing that he does super well is defend the pick and roll. I mean, you watch him against quick guards like Kyrie Irving, uh, Kemba Walker, and Kyle Lowry in the Eastern Conference. He does such a terrific job defending those guys. And that's where, you know, he's been so important to this team this year. Hey, Cody, what are they going to do with Chris Middleton? I, I mean, it looks like they're going to keep this core together with the signing of Bledsoe or the extension of Bledsoe. Are they going to, is, is Middleton a max money guy? 
it, you know, it's tough to say because, I mean, a lot of Bucks fans will say no. You know, they don't want to give him the max. But he, he, the type of player he is, that's his market right now. I mean, it doesn't dictate – the Bucks won't be able to dictate that. It's going to be other teams that are going to be able to dictate that. There's yeah. a team that jumps in and wants, wants to give Milton the max. I mean, the Bucks are going to have to decide they want to match that. And they have the money to do it. They can go over the cap to sign him because he has the bird rights. But if they don't and let him walk, I bet you you're going to see uh, how important he was to this team. So I think they need to bring him back. And if they do go to the finals, I mean, there you have it. That makes the job a lot easier for Milwaukee to sell that idea. Well, look, Middleton is so important to this team. Look how far we got. And next year, if Kevin Durant does leave Golden State, because I don't know if the Bucks can beat Golden State right now in a seven-game series, but if you take Kevin Durant off that team, absolutely they can. Uh, Let me ask you uh, another question. I, I saw people you know, musing this. What's up with DJ Wilson? Is he the odd man out now? Is, is, are we going to have more DJ Wilson effect on the court? Well, you know what? His shooting has declined uh, the last couple of months. In February, his shooting was down, and in March, he's pretty much just played garbage minutes. But, you know, you bring in Nikola Meritic, I mean, he was the odd man out. I mean, Nikola's going to take his minutes, and that's exactly what he's done. And now Pau Gasol is there. So you bring him in, he's got the championship experience. So it looks like Wilson's just kind of, he's, stuck in a situation where he's, the minutes just aren't there for him. And uh, Mike Budenholzer has talked about it. He says you can't play everybody. And that's, you know, you just don't have enough minutes uh, to go around. And when you look at their front court with uh, Brooke Lopez and Giannis in the starting lineup and then Nikola Mirotic, Ersan Ilyasova, and now Pau Gasol, I mean, you just can't find ways to get DJ in the game. And, you know, I think he's going to be part of the future because you're not going to bring all those guys back. I mean, Ersan's locked up. But Brooke Lopez is a free agent next year. Nikola Meritich is a free agent next year. So that's where you look at Wilson to help contribute to this team. And he showed great flashes this season, which you're excited about. Uh, but at this point, heading into the playoffs, he's not the guy that is going to help you as much as Nikola can or as much as Powell can or Ersan. Hey, i got to ask you, is it okay that I'm a fan of Ersan Ilyasova? Because I feel like a lot of Bucks fans Absolutely just... it's okay to be a fan of Ersan. Everyone's like, hey, not I mean, Ersanity is real. You know what you have to do, too, when you watch him? As soon as he comes in the game, set your stopwatch and see how quickly he takes a charge. It's really unbelievable. I, I mean, it's, I love her it's uncanny. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. But, no, he, uh, I mean, he, he, the thing with Ersan is, is this, he has so much trust from Bud. I mean, he's coached him now uh, for several years. Yeah. I mean, and he knows his game. And Ersan just goes out and does what he needs to do. And he's a great offensive rebounder. Uh, he's a good shooter. And like I said, he's he's willing to put his body on the line. Uh, so he's one of those guys that he's not a starter, but he plays his role. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 now on a Wednesday morning. Kind of soggy at that. Looks like our daytime highs today. Probably talking about 51 degrees, so pretty comfortable that way. But we got to watch this moisture. It's going to be measurable in some areas. Tomorrow, more rain and 61. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So on this day back in 2013, Pope Francis succeeded Pope Benedict in uh, Rome. That was uh, celebrated by a whole lot of folks. Another item that uh, was overseas back in 1943, today is the day that German troops went into the Jewish ghetto in Krakow. It ultimately ended up being the focal point for Schindler's List, that movie that... 
uh, Steven uh, Spielberg put together. Now you know. Alrighty, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in food news this morning. So, the state budget is now in the hands of our representatives and senators. They're taking a close look at it. Yesterday, I talked with Wisconsin Senator Howard Markline, who is also chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee. He said it's going to take some time to go through all the detail, and that includes a proposal from the governor to add more university extension staff on. The uh, budget calls for 20 new county-based uh, UW extension uh, agricultural positions. On the surface, that, that sounds good. Some of the, the problems that I, I've heard from some of the, the farm groups is that they, they, they want more state specialists that do applied agricultural research uh, to be specialists, to, to have answers for uh, problems that farmers have, not the county-based positions that absorb doing administrative stuff uh, at the county level. So, I mean, that's one of the things, again, high level, uh, you know, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm supportive of, of more positions uh, for UW Extension, but, uh, you know, where are those uh, positions going to be? That's Wisconsin Senator Howard Markline, who chairs the Senate Agriculture Committee. He's really looking forward to a lot of active dialogue with farmers from across the state. Remember, next week, Ag Day at the Capitol. That'll get started at 11 a.m. Wednesday, March 20th. That's at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. And then everybody will take their time, go on up to the state capitol, and visit one-on-one with their elective senators and representatives. It's 538. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. Hey, I got a secret. That's not really that great a secret, but still, mark down March 14th through the 17th on your calendar. Why? Because it's Customer Appreciation Days at McFarland's. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for McFarland's. 780 Carolina Street right there in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12. Yep, Customer Appreciation Days. I speak with experience. This is the best deal of the year at McFarland's. Great deals, great savings, and a whole lot of fun. March 14th through the 17th. I don't care what you're looking for, in what department. Remember, they're all under one roof at McFarland's. You're going to find deals. So if you're thinking about those spring projects, everything from gardening right on through to some of that lawn work you're going to have to do or the field work you're going to have to do, maybe it's an event coming up. They'll take care of you. Customer Appreciation Days at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, March 14th through the 17th. Join the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke, at this year's exciting WPS Farm Show, March 26th through the 28th at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. Pam will be live in the booth with Focus on Energy, Wednesday morning from 9 until 10.30 a.m. So stop on by to say hello and learn about all the Focus on Energy cash incentives to grow your agribusiness's energy efficiency and save you money. Focus on Energy, partnering with Wisconsin Utilities to help residents and businesses reduce energy waste. See you this year at the WPS Farm Show. Well, Wisconsin's milk production in January went up yet again. The latest numbers from the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service show January milk totaled 2.62 billion pounds. That's up 3% from January of 2018, and we're doing it with fewer cows. We've got 1.27 million head across the state, 1,000 fewer than last month in December, and 5,000 fewer 
than last year. But every one of the cows we've got producing 65 pounds of milk more this January than she did in 2018. want to remind you that coming up on Friday, the Dairy Task Force 2.0 back meeting as a group. This is their third meeting. They are going to be over in Sheboygan. And Dr. Mark Stevenson, who is chairing the Dairy Task Force, says they got a lot of ground to cover. They're covering everything from um, concerns about and ideas about keeping rural communities vitalized to markets and market improvements, uh, expanding the possibilities of exports from uh, Wisconsin cheese manufacturers, just a host of things. So it's really covering the waterfront. Mark, is there any... Dr. Mark Stevenson with the Center for Dairy Profitability chairing that Dairy Task Force 2.0. Don't forget, those Dairy Task Force meetings are open to the public. Like I said, they're going to start 10 a.m. on Friday at the UWGB Sheboygan campus in Sheboygan. Details and materials on the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture's website if you're looking. Markets in overnight electronic trade are lower. December corn right now is down three quarters of a cent, three ninety and three quarters. November beans down two and a half, nine twenty nine and three quarters. July wheat after big gains yesterday down five and a quarter cents, four fifty five and a half per bushel. Barrel cheese was up three and a half yesterday, one forty and a quarter. Forty pound block cheese unchanged at one fifty two. The double A butter up a penny and a quarter, closed at two twenty eight a pound. Now the fluid milk contracts. April milk down three. Fourteen ninety-five a hundredweight. May milk down a penny. Fifteen twenty-four a hundredweight. Got to get out to uh, July now before we see fluid milk contracts that are at or above sixteen dollars a hundredweight. Fifty-one are expected high for today. It's five forty-two. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need a new bathroom. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 Years of Hindsight for 80 Minutes of Your Time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. Bath Planet acrylic tubs and showers are the only bath systems that have the good housekeeping seal of approval. What that means is no more scrubbing grout lines, unsightly stains, leaky faucets, or using harsh chemicals. No more hiding your outdated and maybe embarrassing bathroom. So call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Bath Planet experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. We went to Chalmers Jewelers because we wanted to get engaged. We chose to shop at Chalmers because it was a local family-owned jeweler. Uh, we were looking to identify and design a custom engagement ring. They communicated well with us, and they were very friendly and down-to-earth. Scott was actually in the jewelry store each time we were there, each visit to customize the ring, each time we went to check on the status of the ring when we picked up the ring, when we went to pick up the paperwork for our diamond. He was there every time, which was great to see, and he remembered who we were. It was a complete shock. I didn't know the ring was done, and he lunged across the living room to propose on his knee, and no one knew it was coming. She just took the ring and put it on her finger. (laughs) She was surprised and speechless. (laughs) I love it. I love looking down at my hand every day and knowing that we spent the time putting it together and picking out the diamond together and making it exactly how we wanted it. Chalmers Jewelers. 
And Madison. The only person who can actually find the needle in the haystack. Wow! This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The Wisconsin Soybean Association wants you to know how your checkoff dollars are being spent and what kind of uh, return on your investment you can see. Remember, if you want to find out more, go to badgerbean.com or, of course, you can also follow Dr. Sean Conley online. His coolbean.info page has got all kinds of updates as well as uh, his Twitter feed. Joining us today is uh, past president of the Wisconsin Soybean Association, currently a member of the American Soybean Association Board. That's Brad Kramer. He's a dairy farmer and a soybean grower from Pittsville. Now, the reason we're talking to you, Brad, is that sometimes we are not necessarily talking about it in the news, but in agriculture, a lot of our business is done based on relationships, and that goes for international relationships, too. Now, you had a chance to host, not for the first time, a group of uh, Chinese visitors on your farm. Tell me how that happened, and I guess, like I said, it's not the first time that they've come to visit your dairy and your farm. No, uh, thanks, Pam. Thanks for having me today. It's actually a really funny story. They came last April uh, around election time when we had that historic blizzard if you remember, we up in uh, central Wisconsin, we got over two feet of snow. And uh, when they flew, they were flying in, they called me and I said, hey, we got this huge snow. You guys might want to wait a little bit. And they came in and uh, they were they took them a whole day to get here. Uh, fast forward to just a few weeks back when they came, and the exact same thing happened again. So they, we kind of joked about they've been here twice and both times got pelted with historic blizzards. Um, so that, that that's a very funny and unique story. But they had a uh, great sense of humor about it and and really the first time they were trying to get a grasp of how is this tariffs and what how is this really affecting a, a farm. And then they came back about a year later, maybe not quite a year, and wanted to see has anything changed. And uh, certainly we had those conversations about um, the hardship of, of pricing and, and uh, you know, the bottleneck of that we've created now in the U.S. with uh, you know over a 900 million bushel carryout, a record carryout right yeah, now. Right, right, right. What did you, what did you show them? Brad, what are they? Did they know agriculture? Did you have to do a lot of educating on what a Wisconsin dairy farm looks like? Tell me a little bit about what you learned about them. They, they. I asked them a lot of questions, and, and of course, they had a lot of questions for me. They had no idea. I think they were in shock when they went into the shop and seen all the equipment and the, the amount of capital uh, that that it takes to to be in a, in a farming operation today. Whether you're large or small, it, it's a significant amount of money based on scale. And we went into the barn, and they seen all the animals and the, the size of the barns and the free stalls. And I think they really uh, were taken back when they started asking me, how much does that combine cost? How much does that sprayer cost? How much does that tractor cost? And they started adding up in their heads, and they, they soon realized there was millions of dollars sitting here and, and how that how hard that is to, to get to that level and then to maintain it. And quite and one of them actually said, we can't believe you're still in business with the prices you guys have. And I said, well, it's, I'm not going to lie. It, is, it hasn't been easy. It's been a... A struggle, and personally, we we dipped into equity to to remain in business. And you know, being a younger farmer, we certainly uh, have a debt load that maybe some of our more seasoned farmers don't have. So uh, anybody that's uh, middle aged or younger, I, I'm right with you. I, I have debts to pay and and loan, loans that got to go back. And I think that was really the 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 message they took home was, uh, wow, uh, you know, the the scale and the the capital expense and and the risks that farmers take and. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about policy, you know, uh, not too much about crop insurance and things like that. But, you know, I touched on why important, how important crop insurance is and some of these programs from USDA to, to help mitigate the risk. Uh, I think people get confused sometimes in thinking crop insurance and how that's subsidized by the government is a, is a 
tool for the farmer to make money. It's it's not if you're using crop insurance, you are not being profitable. It's just a a tool to limit your loss. It's not a tool to be profitable. Yeah. And I think that that's a misconception out in the in the public right mm-hmm. now. Now these folks that uh, came from China were they uh, with the government? Uh, I mean, I'm curious why they picked uh, Wisconsin dairy operator. On with obviously soybean connections. Why did they pick you, Brad? Where, what facet of government or what facet of industry were they working? They are um, they are the largest news media um, out of out of out of China, and I, I'm going to butcher the name here, but it, it was like Zhang Z or X A I N G H something on that order. Uh-huh. Um, it's the largest news media, and I asked them that same question: How did you find? Brad Kramer in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, and they had a very good answer. They said they Googled my name, and I popped up. <laughs> I'm actually the treasurer of ASA this year, mm-hmm. and uh, they seen they wanted to they wanted to talk to a soybean dairy guy, and when they Google it, you know, good old Google, mm-hmm. uh, my name popped up as a treasurer on the governing committee, and that was where the phone call originated. Well, that's all right. That's all right. You know, back to my original point, part of the reason why we're talking with Brad is. It, it shows the relationships that are critically important to Wisconsin agriculture, not just farmer-to-farmer here in the state, but uh, across international borders. Brad, you've got friends. You've dealt with people in Washington, D.C. Uh, help people understand how reliant agriculture is on not just policy, but personalities and relationships. It is, it is in my opinion, the, one of the best points you've, I've ever heard you make here, Pam, is that that is the heartbeat of where we've where we've been and where we're going, um, you know I, I don't remember the 1985 wheat embargo days with Russia, but you know I've read enough about it to know that when we lost those markets to Russia, we never got them back. We still don't have them back today. Um, these soybean uh, markets, these end users, these markets were developed mostly by farmers uh, like me and other far- all the generations before me, and hopefully the ones after me that have got on a plane, went to D.C., talked to lawmakers, got on a plane, flew to China, flew to Europe, flew to the Middle East, flew to South America, and and went and talked to end users, talked to to, uh, policymakers in other countries, and show that we have, in in the United States, our claim to fame is that we have the safest, uh, highest quality, and, and most logistically sustainable soybean product, in the world, and we want to be your number one supplier. And and we've had our biggest concern at ASA is what do those relationships look like now? Um, you know, not only now, but in two years, three years, four years. We we don't have the answer to that. I can tell you that we are sending people all over uh, the world as we speak on missions. Um, you know, USEC, United Soybean Export Council. Uh, we're we're sending people out there to to meet with these people and, and understand that hey. We've got what you want. Let's get the politics aside and let's start getting these beans into the country so that they can flourish in their own uh, right. You know, a lot of these uh, Middle East, Eastern com- countries are going through their industrial rev- revolution right now. They're, they're, they're going through a boom that we went through nearly 100 years ago. And, you know, that, that is uh, a great opportunity for us to capture uh, that, that protein market. Yeah, right. Well, like you said, it's not just about uh, the soybean. It's about all those uh, ripple industries, aquaculture, some of those areas we don't think a lot about here in Wisconsin. No, we don't. You know, it's very interesting you brought up aquaculture. We had a meeting down there of how much, uh, uh, you know, fish and, and, and 
lobster and shrimp are imported. And I don't know the exact number, but I know it was high in the 90%. And then our trade deficit, our trade imbalance with, with seafood is somewhere in the neighborhood of $17 million. It's just an astronomical, astronomic number. Uh, that is a, that's an area that we've identified at ASA that we can hopefully move the needle and uh, get some more things coming uh, in that aquaculture realm because we see it as a huge potential. And, uh, you know, we all, uh, we don't grow a lot of shrimp up here in Wisconsin, right? So it's, it's coming from somewhere. Yeah. And uh, we need to support that. Every, every time we can get a use, whether it's for our soybean or our soybean oil, we're looking to, to capture that. You know, we've got a, I guess I stated before, we've got a record carryout this year. Um, personally, I'm, I'm kind of surprised the markets are even as high as they are with what we have in stock right now. Well, yeah, you bring up an excellent point. Every Friday night fish fry, and here we are during Lent. Just think about that aquaculture industry, whether it's uh, here in Wisconsin or somewhere. Somebody's growing them, and somebody hopefully is using some of our uh, U.S. soy protein to help them along. Well, Brad, I know you're busy, buddy. I appreciate you taking time. And, uh, again, if people want to follow you, I know you're active on social media. How can they kind of follow you and uh, watch your day-to-day struggles with all this? Yeah, we uh, we have a lot on. We put a lot of stuff on Facebook, uh, Twitter. I'm I'm just playing with that a little bit, but um, my it's basically just my name, B R A D, K R E M E R, and you'll find me on Facebook or Twitter, and uh, that's kind of the two I use the most, and Facebook by far the most. And I, I try to document trips we had. Uh, I'm actually heading to Morocco here in a few weeks. I'll be in D.C. next week. I'm going on a trade mission to Morocco to uh, help develop, try to help develop that. Uh, um, some of their end users. It's a it's a world poultry end user uh, convention to, to to kind of summarize the what 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 it's about. And uh, you know that's what it's really about is going out there and and just telling your story, whether it's an advocacy story or uh, a story about your farm. People want to hear it, and that personal relationship when they can put a a, a face to a product, a face to a to an uh, advocate position. That's very powerful. So I, I encourage all the farmers more now than ever to go out and tell your story because we, we have a lot of issues in our state, too, that are coming up. And uh, I'm sure you'll be talking about a lot of those in the future. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's it's not just national. You can do things on your local level, too. Absolutely. Well, good luck with the trip to Morocco. I'll circle back with you after that. Brad Kramer along with us. As he said, current treasurer on the American Soybean Association Board, past president of the Wisconsin Soybean Association. He's right there in Pittsville. A dairy producer, a soybean grower. And uh, the face of Wisconsin agriculture, at least for a large audience, in China. Thought that'd be an interesting story to share with you today. And it's all brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Promotion Board and your soybean checkoff dollars. Remember, join the association. Get involved, like Brad said. You can find details at badgerbean.com or follow Dr. Conley's feed, coolbean.info. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 